Hi and welcome and we're here in our Stockholm studio and I have Alan Hirsch with me and we've been talking uh, also with, uh, with Rick, who's not here today, uh, about the Firefold Ministry, about being a missional church, about kind of like transforming church and, and realigning our mindset of how we are a church. What is what is our purpose? What, what is God's plan really? What, what, what has he said about what we are, who we are? And we're trying to develop, uh, develop it and, and, and unpack that and we're going to go a bit deeper today and talk about what most people have heard about, the fivefold ministry uh, and just unpack that a bit. What is it? What do we mean about it? What should we mean about it? That's interesting. I have Alan here. Bless you it's for being here. It's so fun to have you here, man. And it's such an honor, really. And we're traveling a lot and preaching around the world. So just having you here, uh, it's really precious to, to me you, and to Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, but Alan, um, the firefold. Uh, and there's a lot of nuances to that, and I know that you're talking about the nuances of the fivefold, and, yes. uh, and um, also the, the five cues, which are just like how you put this together. Yes. Uh, would you like to unpack that a bit for me? Yes. Um, a bit of context, uh, perhaps yeah. before we go, just to, yeah. to catch up for... Exactly, that's good. A lot of folks, for me, this is not a standalone issue, because mm -hmm. like, you know, one of our great problems, I think, in the church is that we grab hold of a single idea and make it everything. Yeah. One of the mistakes it's I think we make. Oh, it's very common. Actually, it's the root of heresy. Heresy is not that someone's wrong. Heresy is someone's taken a piece of truth and made it the whole truth. Yeah. And then, you know, we then focus with losing the broader context. So yeah. for us, fivefold um, is not uh, the only thing in town, mm -hmm. but it is exceedingly important uh, in that way of... Uh, of activating the church mm. into its missionary calling and also to being what I believe the kind of church that can advance the cause of mm. Christ in Europe. At this time it's what we call a movement form. That is yeah. the capacity to multiply exponentially mm. and impact culture transformatively. Mm. Uh, fivefold is one aspect of that. So, But we think it's a really important aspect and one and that's from Ephesians 4, four essentially. Yes. And it's really, yeah, yeah apostolic, sorry. The, the, you just said the epest? E, e, uh, yes. Apostle, prophet, prophet evangelist, evangelist, shepherd, shepherd pastor. Pastor, shepherd, pastor, and teacher. teacher. Yes. So, and we'll go into some definitions yeah, yeah. soon. But, but these are the functions of ministry um, yeah. that every church needs to function correctly, yeah. to be the body of Christ. Like a body has all the different body parts. Uh, as being a system, uh, your body is a system, we're digesting some the lunch hand now. needs the foot. That's right. The leg needs the chest. And but even so more than that, it's like at all happening at once. Yeah. Uh, Except, yeah, it is. So you, your body and mind has ten systems in it. There was the endocrine, the, uh, that's the chemicals, the hormones. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's needed. Um, the brain and the nervous system, yeah. the heart and the, the blood system the digestive system, the reproductive system, all limited skeletal muscles, all of them happen at once. So right now we're digesting lunch and uh, we are thinking, talking, uh, it's all happening at once. Tons dynamic. of processes going on. Yeah, all at the same time. <laughs> and that's the important thing, all at the same time. It's not linear, yeah. it's dynamic. And um, 
and uh, these all these functions are, are needed in order for a body to operate, right? So if one of your functions goes down, yeah, you're going to the doctor, That's right? Some issues, yeah. If two, go, you know, you you know, you ill, you go to the doctor. Two go down, well, you are going to the doctor. You might be going to hospital. Three go down, you're yeah. in hospital. You if three goes down, I would think I'm going to die. Yeah, well, yeah, so, <laughs> you, yeah, that's right. You're probably on your road to death, but they can probably correct it. If three go down, yeah. you're probably close to death. Four, you're definitely dead. Yeah. Oh, you're four out of your ten systems gone, you're dead. And I think that's really the way to think about uh, fivefold. We are currently trying to run, uh, operate the ministry of Jesus on two of his fivefold functions that you can see explicitly in the life of Christ. Yeah. But we only validate two. Yeah, and that's the pastor or the shepherd, shepherd taking care. Yep. And then the teacher, the yeah. theologian. And actually, in most of our tradition, really, it's mainly teacher. Yeah. Because we're not that very good at caring for people, if I may say. Yeah. I think we can always get better at both. When I was in seminary, did my MDiv, uh, I had teachers. Yes. That I was taught to taught. be a teacher and to preach like a teacher. Yeah. And I had a pastoral care. Yes. And I, and this was pretty new for the school. I had a little bit of leadership. Right. That would be kind of like apostolic-ish. Yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah. ish. But not prophetic. Like that was, no. pr the prophetic, uh, uh, at least for, for, for me, when, when I studied, it, that was like not scientifically. No. It's like, we don't do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, evangelistic, be, we did talk about some about being missional, yeah. but it was still like, yeah, but we don't see any fruit. Yeah, yeah. And you like to see somewhere where you see fruit, so you just yeah. get a, not just theory, but just yes. really yeah. be able to embrace it. Yeah. Well, most of our seminaries, and this is right across, not just mm. yours, I mean, are, are really teaching forums. Mm. Uh, very little, by the way, of real pastoral care. I mean, I had one or two mm. subjects, and they were optional mm. largely. It was all about church history, theology, yeah. Greek, Hebrew, mm. you know, uh, history of thought, uh, mm. you know, uh, yeah, it's basically a teaching degree. And we've yeah, done that quite well. History. We, yeah, we've done it reasonably well in history teaching, yeah. but it only highlights how we've done the other ones mm. not so well. Shepherding, again, that's kind of emphasized because the pastor, or the shepherd has got a title and is yeah. definitely one of the orders of ministry. But um, you, you want, they want a church hires a new pastor, they want a shepherd. Shepherd. Uh, or even if they don't want a shepherd and they want something else, it's still called pastor. Yeah. It's interesting. And here's the thing. The word pastor or the word shepherd in the Greek, it's poimen. Mm -hmm. It's only, this is a very strange thing. Most people don't know this, but it's only ever used once. Where? In the New Testament for the ministry of believers in Ephesians 4. It's the only time that word is used on the mm. ministry of believers. And now everyone doesn't believe me because we use the word pastor for everything. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't carry that kind of weight. It's used once in a very disputed passage by the very people who dispute it. Mm. So it really, it, no, it does, is it important? You betcha. Yeah, it is important. It's really important, but it, mm. it doesn't put the weight we put on it. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, biblical words matter because... Yeah. Um, um, they're revelatory, right? They, that's the word of God. We believe in theologos, theology. Mm. God's words, they're revelatory. We should pay attention to what is being said yeah. in them. 
the word apostle is used uh, 82 times. Yeah, quite a few Most times. people haven't got a clue what an apostle is. Even those who claim to be apostles, not so good, right? So it's very important to get some definitions. Mm. We're going to go there now. Yeah. The word prophet is used 144 times in the New Testament. That's quite a 144. few. 144. And people uh, say they're not prophets today. That's right. They have no idea what the prophets do or what a, what a prophet is. Now, some of them is like prophet Amos, you know, it's quoting. Mm -hmm. So you can take a lot of them out, you know, they're just quoting the Old Testament. But, but there are functioning prophets in the New Testament and we don't really know what they do. And that's a problem, right? Because you can never function in that mode if you don't understand what it stands yeah. for. Most the people don't understand, understand that. And then you've got an old seminary that doesn't believe that the, pro you know, how does that, they believe in shepherd once, yeah. 144. No, we don't understand so, it. That is a problem. Yeah, and if I say, look, I have a teacher calling, they will, yeah, hallelujah yeah, for that, bro. That. If I say, well, I'm like a shepherd calling, yeah, they will love that. If yeah. I say that, I have an Avengers calling. Well, okay, you're one of those odd guys, but we need you, yeah. and, and you go ahead. Yeah. We don't, we, we cheer on you, but we don't, yeah. we don't follow you. Yeah, yeah. If you say that you have an apostolic calling, yeah. they're like, oh, so you're gonna have lots of money and rule and dominion over people? Oops, that's weird. Yeah. So that people don't like apostles yeah. in church. If you say that a prophet, yeah. they would mostly, most of the times, think that you're a lunatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is that. The, Most of the time. What they're rejecting is what we would call a caricature. Unfortunately, there are people fit that caricature. And that's the problem is that <laughs> they are ample. You know, you just have to pull well out of here. It's, you don't have to look very far. So often YouTube. Like, <laughs> YouTube them, yeah. So there are people who are false apostles. You bet you there are. Mm. They are. In history, there's it means false some very teachers too. false teachers there's and false, false shepherds. So here's the thing. The Inquisition mm. was... Uh, went over 350 years, killed, as far as we can tell, about mm. 40,000 people, mm. tortured them first. And what, why? Because it, in the name of conformity of behavior, shepherd, mm. conformity of doctrine, teacher. So don't tell me that abuse only hangs out with apostles, prophets, evangelists. In fact, history might actually put another mm. story on it. It's just a very selective framed view of history that yeah. we choose to, be, to believe. So the thing is that this is why it's really important Stuff, mm. that we grapple what, what the Bible means by these yes. terms and pay attention to those biblical words. So if I may, can I give some... You things? may very well. Because I think <laughs> this is really critical. Um, uh, and I would say for any church trying to grapple yeah. with this fivefold, um, it is really important that you get the words right. Why? Because if you don't... Um, get words right then all the confusion all the mm. caricatures slip in mm. so and it's a when we use the word prophet this is what we mean by it yeah. and we all agree more or less that this is what we mean so getting clarity there before one does a sermon series or sermon series is problematic people are, you, you you're preaching to ignorance and all kinds so get clarity on words study read books study as much as you can mm. about this before you kick it in um, okay so and, and here's a, a slightly different, because I don't believe these are leadership functions, they're ministry functions. Mm -hmm. And some of us might become leaders from within ministry, but all of us are given ministry. So that's the first thing. Apostolic. The word apostello means one who is sent. Yeah. So the key word is sentness, uh, which we derive in English, at least the word mission, from the Latin missio. Yeah. So there's a direct correlation to that um, uh, and, and really, if you want to, you know, I think Jesus is the best apostle, but let's look at Paul 
And you can see in Paul all the major functions of the apostolic function. So um, Paul he pushes outwards, so he's the sent one. So off he goes, right? Across this, the yeah. empire, he, he's committed to taking the gospel onto new ground. So he's a yeah. pioneering function, planting churches, or actually planting the gospel, and, the, and Jesus grows the church. Mm -hmm. Different settings, different churches. So there's no formatted church, mm -hmm. no preset one that always got a steeple mm -hmm. on it. Paul doesn't have that in mind. He's planting congregations that gather around Jesus and it grows different settings and, mm -hmm. you know, it's different. Um, and then he writes letters back. So that's the push mm -hmm. out. And this is experiment. He goes around in circles, you know, back to yeah. base, out further Communicating. back to base. And the combination of that is like he's weaving together a movement. That's a translocal organization. Mm. Um, we don't even recognize because we don't understand that nature of the church, but that's what he's doing. And, um, and he's also, every time he goes out, it's to a frontier. Mm. And so each frontier is a place of innovation because what worked in, in the settlement doesn't work on the front line. So the apostolic is very much an uh, entrepreneurial, innovative, yeah. experimental side. Um, so, because that's important, because that's the R and D department. Need that. We need that. It's research and development. If I may ask. So, apostle obviously it means someone who's being sent out, yes. apostello, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and, and planting churches. Yes. Um, but what is the difference from the evangelist who's also going out? It's true reaching people. So the evangelist... Um, we, talk, we often talk about those as the, as the same thing. The same thing. Oh, going out and doing missions and planting churches. True. So and in America particularly they get confused a lot because yeah. both the evangelist and the apostle have, um, um, have this kind of outward function. Here's the difference though. They both can be entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. So evangelists can be quite creative because they're interested in reaching into the culture and making the Christianity or the gospel relevant, and that's the key mm -hmm. word. So relevance is a big idea for evangelists mm -hmm. because they want people to understand the gospel and have a church that makes sense to broader culture. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing is that, that the evangelist stands, I believe, at, if you, at the doorway of the church, yeah. reaching out but bringing people in. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so they... Uh, what, you know, they, they, they don't go terribly far beyond the confines of the local church, and they really cause, bring about church growth. The sent one, the apostello, would probably keep going. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, you can say the megachurch in our day, like, mm -hmm. you know, mainly, you've got some here, I'm sure, but... Uh, the, Not in the American standard by measuring, no, but no. we do have them. The idea that <laughs> those are evangelistic yeah. churches because they recruit people. So the evangelist is mm -hmm. recruited to the cause, sings the song, and usually a person who's able to get people to buy in to the church and to Jesus, you know, the gospel. Mm. They have a natural capacity to get people to sign on. They're recruiters. Mm. And, uh, and so the church growth uh, movement was really in it, is re-embracing the, the yeah. evangelistic gift, but, it, but they didn't know what to do with the people, so they grew the size of the church. Now, nothing wrong with that, but I mean, the apostle, the difference between the apostle the apostle would send people. It wouldn't be growing huge. It would be more equipping people to go because mm. sentness is the key idea. Building some type of culture. Yeah, yeah. and, and to, to church plant, I think, is the, 
in the, in the church it would be a critical apostolic function. It's not an evangelistic function. So evangel uh, evangelists bring people in to the body of Christ, to, right. to, through the cross. Yes. And apostles build the churches, the houses, build yeah. the ground and the family. Yeah. So the, the evangelist brings people, it's outreach and in drag. Yeah. The, uh, the apostolic would be continue grow and would be a multiplication curve. Yeah. So they're, they're similar but different. And it's really important again yeah. to get the difference because otherwise when we confuse this, we confuse our own roles, yeah. but also the function itself is confused. So the evangelists are very, very important for church growth, and you're not going to grow without them. So we have to find place for the evangelistic voice and person in the midst. Yeah. Um, so that's good. I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that because we do confuse them. Uh, the prophet is a really interesting one. Again, one we don't understand terribly well. And um, so I often use like, you know... Are the prophets today? Body parts, I think. That's the first big question, really. Well, I, I think it's, the, the, again, the Ephesians text itself, the grammar is very thorough, mm. that, um, that these are given to the church in the very foundation, in the ascension, mm. right? So that Jesus ascends, and this is a commissioning of the church. Mm. He bequeaths fivefold as a package. Yep. As a package. The grammar is clear. It's one verb, five objects of the verb, and is given to the church. So you can't cherry pick, I think I'll take that, not that one. They come together. Or not at all. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yes, these are given so that you might equip the people of God, that you might attain to the fullness of Christ, that you might become mature, that mm. you might grow. All the words that we like, mm -hmm. that we want to become mature. But you know, this is given. So yes, it's given for the maturity, and they're clearly in the New Testament. These are operative. But uh, but it's again clarity on it. Uh, this I think is problematic because mm -hmm. even where we do have. I think we've got to think about what is the prophet. The prophet is really the re ear, receptive to God, uh, the capacity to hear and respond, and very obey. It's very God-oriented. Eyes, the foresight often about the future, but not just fortune-telling future. Future as it presses in on the present, the kingdom of God, mm. Kairos moment, and it calls us to change and choice, respond now. Mm. It's very now, urgent. Um, the insight, sight, insight into the meaning of events, what's, what's God's take on things that are happening in our world. Uh, it's more interpretive, but having God's angle on things, it's yeah. really important, and we need that to discern good and evil. And boy, could we have some of that at the moment. Yeah. The world's gone crazy, right? Yeah, we totally. could need more discernment. Um, 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 mouth, speak on behalf of God. Heart, feels what God feels, pain, mm. anger, Love, the prophet has to. So, the prophet is, is someone who's very, like, not just aligned, but very, very aligned with, with God's hearts well, and, and yeah. God's movement. That's right. So, it's God oriented, right? But yeah. here's the thing, and I think. Family and, and, and yeah. looking, looking down. That's, that's one aspect of it. So, I would say, really, at the heart of it, they're, they're guardians of the relationship between God and His people. But I think. There are two dimensions to this, as far mm -hmm. as I can discern, and maybe more, but I would go to two. The two dimensions of the prophetic. Yes, the, the, the major. Two the, major. The vertical, that's the upreach, the worship, prayer, mystical, glory cloud yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it's the God-attentive side of the church. Yeah. Which, you know, again is, uh, you know, I think we have some grappling on that. The other side, though, which is often forgotten in mm -hmm. middle-class 
Western culture is the justice side. Yeah. The ones in the scriptures that are most likely to remind you that justice matters to God are the prophets. Mm. I hate your glory clouds unless you do justice, right? Yeah. And consistently, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength, vertical. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus, right? You shall be holy, vertical, mm. as I, the Lord your God, am holy. Yeah. You know? So in the, we either, in my experience, Western context, mm -hmm. we go up or we go down. So if we go up, you get like into 24-hour prayer, mm -hmm. but don't do anything. I'm not saying the 24-hour prayer mm -hmm. doesn't, but... It's all this, but the, the, none of that. Yeah, no, I hope Kansas go, City, they do a lot of missions, outreach, yeah. tons of yeah. it. And all they go that way, but they never pray. So they become angry, yeah. activistic types, which is fine. But I mean, like it, it, in the Bible, they're meant to So it's like together. when you meet God, how should that transform you? Yeah. And it, it shouldn't be, you know, it should be just, you know, good old justice and dealing with some of the things that create disparity in people, the oppression of people, these things need to be dealt with. And the prophet ought to remind God's people of that. Uh, we, my experience is that we tend to go one or the other. Yeah. And we need to, uh, prophets particularly in the Bible, even though they mentioned most of mm -hmm. all the ministries in the New Testament, is also under the strictest sanction or kind of discipline because they can split churches mm. very quickly because they that if you speak on behalf of God, but you're not getting the whole message, you can really cause damage. And that's one of the reasons why the Bible itself puts quite a discipline on it. But it's essentially important. But I think exactly. so. mature prophets are really important for us now. Yeah. Uh, but people who can speak meaningfully from within that God relationship and call us mm. to covenant loyalty. Yeah. yeah. We need to grow up. Yeah, that. totally. And we often reject it. As you said, prophets have sometimes split churches quite heavily. Yeah. So we have a tendency to reject the entire ministry. Yes, that's right. Of the, of the prophet. Yeah, which is a huge mistake. And on that same logic, you know, mm -hmm. if you take the church as it is now, if there was a false teacher, mm -hmm. then you'd reject all the teachers. But I don't see us doing that's that. That's never happened. I don't think so. <laughs> but there's been a lot of false teachers yeah. in the history of and, Europe. Yeah. And, and I would say for the Western world, we have, <laughs> we, 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 um, we, we, we lack and, and, and like we, we hurt in the church mostly because of bad teaching today, yeah. really bad doctrines, yeah. and, and, and really also bad shepherding. Where you take um, shepherding needs and make people's like what, how they feel right now yeah, yeah. and make that into a doctrine. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we are suffering from right now in the Western world. It's not like it's a, the times. There's a thing in English. It's it's a difficult word for mm -hmm. even English-speaking people, but I'll say it and explain it. There's this, in uh, human development circles, yes. there's a thing called precocious development. Mm -hmm. Precocious. Precocious development. And precocious means that it's often a child who's learned to mimic out adult capacity. They act like an adult in certain mm -hmm. areas, like you know, a kid that's really good at mathematics or, uh, or music. You know? yeah. but they, they look like an adult capacity, but they're children, right? So they're still immature in their kind of their emotional yeah. state. But when they come to adulthood, because they over-rely on certain functions, they, they are actually deeply dysfunctional adults. Yeah. And so that needs healing and prayer and, and counseling to get them whole. Which these gifts are for, mending, healing, yeah. aligning. True. But here's the thing. Yeah, that's right. They are for mending, healing, yeah. aligning and counterbalancing. But here's the thing about uh, precocious development. 
for a precocious teaching church that's always relied on teaching function, mm. what's, what's the solution to all its problems? Mm. What do you think? It's more teaching. Because <laughs> that's always the answer, right? Yes. Because if mm. the only tool that you've got is a hammer, in this case teaching, everything looks like a nail. Yeah, exactly. And so we just do the teaching thing, as yeah. if it's going to resolve all our problems. Do we really need more teaching? I mean, I'm all for... I'm, I'm a, a teacher. teacher. I love that. I'm a teacher too. But I'm... But that's not going to heal us. We need some more of those so stuff too. Yeah. Theology books and yeah. beautiful stuff. Some really good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Alan, our time is out. Uh, it's good to have you here. And so we managed to talk through most of these, uh, or all of these. Uh, uh, fivefold ministries, thing the apostle, prophet, evangelist, uh, shepherd <laughs> and teacher. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yes, and we need all five to be healthy. We need all five of them to be like there. your body needs all five to be healthy. Amazing. But, okay, I love you, Alan. Thank and you. uh, you'll be back with your wife, Deb, next time. Yes. yes. It'll be fun. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us and join us for the next show. We'll go even deeper. Bless you guys. Bye.